Salutations, friend, and welcome to the Profit Skill Podcast, where we help independent Black, Indigenous, and people of color entrepreneurs to earn at their highest levels by learning how to secure corporate contracts. I'm your host, Ruth Joy Connell, your corporate consultant and sales enablement expert, and I'm on a mission to equip you with the systems and strategies that you'll need to build a business of generational impact and income. Around here, we bring culture and coins together, providing all the learning, community, and support that you'll need as you scale your business. So if you're ready to step into your next level of income and impact, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Turn up the volume and lean in, because we're about to get started. Well, salutations, friend, and welcome back to another episode of The Profit Scale. And if you're new around these parts, then welcome for the first time. (laughs) Right now, I am actually doing this episode from a friend's house because our power has been out since yesterday. We had a big thunderstorm here with high-speed winds that brought down a lot of trees and took out power all throughout the city. Thankfully, everyone, including myself and my family, are okay, but a good portion of the city is still out of power. So while I wait for that to get back up and running, I'm working from my friend's place, so thank you, Shar, for hosting me. Good friends are a blessing, and speaking of good friends, me, Ruth Joy, I'm your good friend, and as such, what kind of friend would I be if I didn't give you the play-by-play on how to find your first corporate client? No need to thank me. I'm simply out here doing the Lord's work, and his desire is for you to be paid. In our conversation today, I'm going to walk you through a strategy to help you find your first corporate client. This is the most common challenge our clients face, and it's also the biggest obstacle to them securing their first contract, is that they just don't know where to look for and how to find these opportunities. And I get it. It's not as though there's a designated job board of corporations looking for coaches, consultants, and experts to hire. So where do you actually begin looking? And how do you begin looking? I'm going to give you the step-by-step, the play-by-play, the juice, if you will. And there's even a download that goes along with this episode to make it easier for you to action it. So I'm sure you can already guess what today's action item is going to be, but we'll get to that later. Before we dive in, I want to share with you my own experience around why I'm so passionate about helping you with this. To give you some context, my professional experience working in corporate has been in sales. I first started off as an inside sales representative, and that's where you are kind of behind the scenes, making calls, doing the research, and reaching out to different prospects. And I worked my way up from there to the sales training manager. In that position, I was responsible for developing all the training processes and materials for the sales team. It was my job to train them on an ongoing basis and to ensure that they had the tools and the expertise and materials that they needed to succeed in their roles. And as a result, this helped us meet our organizational revenue goals as a team. That experience, moving up the corporate ladder, so to speak, and especially with my position being directly involved in sales, that gave me something that I didn't know I needed. It gave me exposure. Exposure to a world where $300,000 contracts were the norm. Exposure to the types of conversations that were happening at boardroom tables. Exposure to the types of ethnicities who were sitting in these rooms. And let me tell you, more often than not, the only color in that room was coming from me. 
And equally important was the exposure to the beliefs and actions that gave way to the opportunities and revenue I was seeing. That exposure was by far the best gift I could have ever received from a job, and it changed my world. What it did for me was broaden and deepen my belief in what was possible for me. And once I believed it was possible for myself, I wanted to see it become my reality, which led me to pursue a corporate contract of my own. My experience landing my first corporate contract did not come easy. I had met an executive at a business event, we got to speaking, and we exchanged social media handles. We followed each other online, we saw each other's content, and she saw the content I was sharing and had heard from some people in her network about their experience working with me. Now, granted, this was going to be my first time really pursuing a large multi-five-figure contract, so the kind of work I was going to be or I wanted to be doing for her was going to be different than what I had been doing up until that point. So she reached out to me and let me know that they might have need for my services at her company in the coming months, but that they weren't quite ready to move forward. She made that very clear. And that was okay. For me, it was a a prospect and an opportunity, and I was excited just about that. So for months, that was it. No discovery call, no proposal, no further conversation. It was just a possibility. During those months, I stayed in contact by checking in, touching base, and engaging with her content so that she would know I was still around without being too pushy or overt. And I also continued to share valuable content of my own as frequently as I could. At that time, I was still getting the consistency down, but I was sharing content regularly. Over a year later, since she initially sent me that message, 14 months actually to be exact, she reached back out and we scheduled a discovery call. From there, it took about two and a half months from the time of the initial discovery call to actually secure and sign the contract. And that was my first time signing a corporate contract for multiple five figures for my own business. Up until this point, I was helping my employer close six-figure deals on a regular basis. So I was used to seeing those kinds of numbers. But signing a contract with my own name on it, me, Ruth Joy, a young black solo woman entrepreneur in the frigid corners of Canada, me, that was a stepping stone into a whole new level. It made me realize that the only reason I wasn't securing these contracts for myself was simply because I wasn't trying to. The only person that was standing in my way was me. I was the one who was behind the curtain. It was me. Once that belief became my reality, I began to believe it for you, and it became my mission. The very mission behind this podcast and the work that we do here at RJCC. I wanted to share this particular story with you because I want you to know that there wasn't any complex sales strategy or in-depth marketing plan behind securing my first corporate client. At the root of what helped me to be successful were three simple traits. One, a belief in myself and my capabilities. Two, a willingness to put myself out there and say, yes, I can help you solve this problem and a willingness to experience rejection. And three, a commitment to showing up. That was the entire strategy. Belief, willingness, and commitment. From the time I contacted this prospect to the time they signed the contract, it took me 16.5 months. So it was by no means fast. 
In a world where I was watching my peers having five-figure launches and build five-figure funnels, you better believe there were times I wavered in all three of those traits. There were times I didn't believe it was possible for me, times I wasn't committed, times when I wasn't willing, and times where I was downright discouraged and just wanted to give up. I know how hard it is to keep moving forward when you're not seeing the results of your efforts. I know what it's like to question your entire business and wonder if this is really for you. I know what it's like to quietly give up internally, yet to still show up here and there just enough to make it seem as though everything is okay. Even reflecting on this makes me emotional. Friend, I know what it's like. And I want to. No, I need to encourage you to know that you are not alone. While I may not physically be there with you, I am linking arms with you to let you know that you can do this. And we are walking this journey together. Each podcast episode is me coming alongside you and saying you're not alone. You got this. Thankfully, the strategy I'm about to go over with you won't take you nearly anywhere as long as it took me. But know that these three traits, belief, willingness, and commitment are still paramount. Without them, it won't matter what strategy you use because you'll become the obstacle to your own success. So at the end of this episode, take a moment to reflect on what each of those traits means to you and what it looks like for you and your business. All right, friend, thank you for sitting with me in this reflection. As we move into the tactical part of our conversation, my goal for today is to make the strategy so simple that you feel confident enough to start applying it right away. That means I'm going to use plain language, no jargon. You won't need a team or paid ads, and you don't even need to use social media to apply what you're going to learn here today. Yes, that is true. Zero social media is involved in this strategy. And that means we need to do a little bit of preparation. So let's jump in. The strategy I'm walking you through today is a signature process that I created called the Alternative Method, and it's an extremely simplified way to help you identify a company that is actively searching for your solution using job boards. But instead of applying for those positions, you're going to use some tact and strategy to offer your services to them to secure a corporate contract for your own business. There are seven steps to this process, the first of which is to identify your basic qualifying criteria. This is step one. In this step, the first thing you need to do is identify the basic criteria for what types of companies are a good fit. This means identifying factors like what size do you want the company you work with to be, maybe how many employees they have or how much revenue they bring in, and where are they geographically located. You also want to consider things like their industry and more. Your basic criteria should include demographic information like the factors I just mentioned to help you identify in a simple way which companies are a good fit and which ones aren't. It's also going to help you narrow down your search once we get to step four. The last important piece of information for this step is to identify the problem, challenge, or goal that you'll be providing a solution for. So that's the first step. And if you want to dive a little deeper into creating your basic qualifying criteria, this is essentially pillar one profile of my pillars of pricing framework. And I actually expanded on this a little bit more in episode 28. So I'll link to that in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that one as well. All right, step two, 
Step two is to prepare a one sheet. Now, one sheet is exactly what it sounds like. It's a single page document that summarizes what you do, how you can help, and a little bit about who you are. When you reach out to potential clients, they likely will never have heard of you before. So a one sheet is a resource to help introduce yourself and your company and to facilitate a connection between the problem that they're experiencing and the solution that you're going to be offering. It's extremely common for corporate decision makers to ask for some sort of material that they can read or watch before they even agree to a call with you. So you want to have this ready ahead of time. Your one sheet should include a summary of the following information, who you are, the problem you help clients solve, your approach or how you get your results, contact information, and a link to somewhere that they can learn more. So this may be your website or may just be a certain page on your website, maybe your social media, whatever works best for you. Keep in mind that the information on this sheet should be summarized. You want to keep your sentences short but engaging and use visuals to make the documents easy to scan and easy to pull out the key information that those decision makers will need. And most importantly, make a clear connection between the problem and the solution. The reader should be able to connect the dots between their challenge and how you can help by reviewing this document. So this is step two. Now I want to pause here to let you know that I put all of these steps together for you in a downloadable guide on how to find your first corporate client. All the steps of the alternative method are laid out for you with visuals and examples in this guide so you can follow along while you listen but also take action afterwards. For instant access to the guide, Click the link in our show notes, put in your email address, you'll have it emailed to you, and you can follow along while you listen to the rest of the episode. So go ahead and get your guide now. All right, step three is to identify your core skills, meaning what are the key skills that make up your expertise or the skills that you use when you're working with your clients. For example, if you're a DEI consultant, some of the skills involved in your work may include strategic planning, policy planning, communications development, hiring or recruiting, and so on. Your list doesn't need to be exhaustive, but try to identify at least five core skills. Step number four is then to identify job titles that correspond to your core skills or your existing title. In this step, you're going to use the basic criteria that we identified in step one, along with your core skills from step three to search for job postings within your area of expertise. Continuing with our DEI example, you may already refer to yourself as a DEI consultant, and some companies may be hiring for exactly that, which is perfect. However, the titles that companies use to describe similar positions can vary widely, and this is where the core skills come into play. You can use these core skills to help you identify various titles that correspond to your expertise, and in some cases, you can even plug these skills into your search engine to narrow down your results. The three platforms I recommend using for this step are LinkedIn Jobs, Indeed, and ZipRecruiter. When you plug in your search criteria, you're likely going to get a ton of results using any one of these platforms. I'm going to do an example using LinkedIn Jobs because it will often include the recruiter's LinkedIn profile, which is going to be really helpful for us in step six. 
So I did a search on LinkedIn jobs for companies who are actively hiring for a DEI consultant. Some of the filters that I use to help with this include things like contract instead of full-time or part-time, also remote work, and within the United States. So this gave me 31 results. The same search criteria on Indeed gave me over a thousand results. In my example, I did a search using a very specific title, which is not a bad thing, but keep in mind that each company will refer to the same role using slightly different language. That's why you wanna play around with the job titles in your search and also why you want to bring in those core skills to help you identify positions that are still gonna be a good fit for you. Okay, so I know you're thinking, Ruth Joy, why are you making me do the search and look for job postings when I'm not at all interested in being hired for a job? Great question. Well, I'm asking you to do this because it's gonna help you identify three things. Number one, companies that have an active need. Number two, companies that have a designated budget And number three, companies that are actively seeking out a solution. It may seem counterintuitive to search job boards for corporate contracts, but the companies you identify using this process have already acknowledged that they have a need and are willing to invest in finding a solution. And this makes it one of the lowest barriers to entry to at least secure a conversation with them. Don't worry, you're not going to be applying for any jobs, but you will be creating a prospect list using your search results. And that brings us to step number five, create a prospect list using your search results. Now, depending on your search criteria, you could have anywhere between 50 to 1,000 plus results. So the goal for this stage is to wade through the results and simply identify 10 companies that would be a good fit for your solution. From there, you're going to begin searching for the best person to contact regarding their needs. A tip here is that the hiring manager or HR recruiter is not always the best point of contact, and sometimes they can even act as a gatekeeper. So instead, see who that role reports to and try to find the person within that company that would be the direct report for that role. The direct report will often be in a decision-making position and at the very least is likely to be a better point of contact than HR. If you're using LinkedIn jobs, then you may be able to reach out to the recruiting manager directly to let them know that you're interested in the position and you may even be able to ask them who the direct report for that role is. That way is a little bit sneaky and they may or may not volunteer that information to you, but it never hurts to ask. All right, so step number six is to make contact. At this stage, you've identified that the company has both a need they're actively seeking to address and a vacancy that they're actively seeking to fill. So now you're going to reach out and pitch an alternative solution than the one that they're looking for. See why I call it the alternative method? You see what I did there? (laughs) At this point, you're going to introduce yourself and your company and tell them how your company can help address this need and invite them to have a conversation with you not a sale. Right now, you are not trying to secure a sale. You are just trying to secure a conversation. The language around how you frame this is extremely important since you want to make the connection clear and you also want to be genuine in both your curiosity and your invitation. So to help you with this, I created a sample script that you can use, which is available in the downloadable guide that I mentioned earlier. In the guide, you're going to find both a script and an example for you to reference and that you can follow word for word if you choose, 
or you can adjust it, whichever one works best for you. But since the script is available for you, I'm not going to go too deep into how to craft this message. So I do encourage you to download the guide using the link in the show notes. It has everything you need, including all the steps. And last but not least, step seven is to repeat. Even when you're doing everything right, success takes time. And that is especially true when you're selling B2B or business to business. A research study conducted by Implicit analyzed hundreds of companies' pipelines and found that the average B2B sales cycle is 102 days. That's over three months. That's a very different process than when you're selling directly to your consumer. When you're selling B2C, you could post on social media today or even send out an email to your list and have made a sale within the next five minutes. But B2B doesn't work like that. It's a completely different ballgame. And that's why commitment is a required trait. And it's important to adjust your mindset and to have appropriate expectations to set yourself up for success. And speaking of success, one important thing I want to point out here is that success with this process is defined by securing a discovery call, not securing a contract. There are multiple stages to go from finding a prospect to signing a contract. And today we're just focusing on stage one, which is finding your first corporate client. So once you secure that discovery call, we then enter into an active sales process. And that's a whole other stage that we're not going to be getting into today. So as you apply these steps, I just want you to keep that definition in mind to help you frame your expectations around what success should look like using the alternative method. All right, friend. Let's recap our conversation today and talk about how we can convert this conversation to coins. I started off today's conversation sharing my journey to my first corporate contract with you and really grounding the conversation in the traits that are most foundational to your success. The traits that I mentioned earlier were a belief that it's possible for you, a willingness to put yourself out there and to experience rejection, and a commitment to showing up. From there, I walked you through my signature process, the alternative method for finding corporate clients, keeping in mind that again, success in this process is defined by securing a discovery call with one of those prospects. The seven steps we discuss as part of the alternative method are step one, identify your basic qualifying criteria. Step two, prepare a one sheet. Step three, identify your core skills. Step four, identify job titles. Step five, create a prospect list. Step six, make contact. And step seven, repeat. As you know, our conversation is never complete without talking about how to take action on our conversations. And today is no different. Your action item for today actually has two parts. And the first is to reflect on what belief, willingness, and commitment looks like for you. And the second is to download the guide on how to find your first corporate client so that you can start applying these steps today. The link to download the guide is in the show notes. Friend, if serving corporate clients is the next step for you in your business and you want more strategies like what we just discussed today, and most importantly, the support and guidance to see you all the way through, I hold a free monthly training, Corporate Coins, How to Attract, Sell, and Serve Corporate Clients. And this free training is going to give you an idea of what it would look like to work together within systems at scale. 
And at the very least, you're going to walk away with some tips and strategies to get started on your corporate coin journey, much like in today's episode. So I want to personally invite you to attend our next training by registering using the link in the show notes. It's completely free and I would love to see you there. And friend, if you're not subscribed already, go ahead and do that now. Because in the next episode, we're going to be discussing the different types of client journeys and how you can use your marketing to keep each prospect engaged at every stage. So to make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to the podcast now so you'll be notified in two weeks when the next episode is released. And while you're at it, go ahead and be a good Samaritan and share this podcast episode with a fellow business owner. This episode is a great actionable episode that you can share with friends to help them maybe find their next corporate contract or their first corporate contract. So go ahead and share this episode as well. As always, friend, I am so grateful that you chose to spend this time with me, and it's my hope that each episode plays a small part in moving you one step closer to building a business that will have a generational impact. I need your help. It's my desire to reach as many people as I can with this podcast, and I can't do that without you. Every time you leave a review, it helps increase our reach so that other business owners can find us. Will you take a moment to leave us a review? This small gesture means so much and is the best way you can support us if you love this podcast. And if you've left one before, you can leave more than one review. And every review you leave goes a long way towards helping us reach other business owners. All you have to do is hit the link in the show notes to leave a review and rating or head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review and a five-star rating there. On behalf of myself and the team, thank you so much for supporting us in doing so. And thank you for being here. I'll be here same time, same place in two weeks. And until then, I wish you coins, confidence, and all the bags. Talk to you soon, friend.